scary girl. Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Mary Angela. Hey! hey! And this, this is, is Dead Time Stories. A weekly podcast where Sarah and I get together to talk about ghost stories, true crime, mysteries, cults, conspiracies, the supernatural, paranormal, or even just the generally weird, eerie, spooky, strange stuff that we want to talk about that week. Why is that, Sarah? New Year Who Dis, still our show. That's why. It's our show and not yours. If this is your first time listening to the show, stop. Stop. Go back. Go back to the beginning. To episode one. Grumble through my mouth a little bit. But if you're not new here, then you heard a familiar voice visiting again who is not here normally. Say hi, everybody. It's Mary Angela. Hello. Hey. Happy freaking new year. Happy new year. <laughs> Happy new year. Feels just like 2021 because we're recording remotely. Yeah. Because it's 2022. Like, like, let's do it again. Two, but it's JK. Yeah, it's like, do you it know, again. 2020 electric boogaloo. You know? <laughs> 2022, 2022 the electric boogaloo. The twinning. The 2020ning. <laughs> no. Honestly, it's the COVID ning. Exactly. Welcome, Mary Angela. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. They should know who you are, though. But I mean, seriously, go back and start from the beginning. You'll hear about like 10 episodes with me in it. Um, I'm Mary Angela. I live in Philly. I like things spooky and supernatural, and I've had a lot of experiences in my life, and I like to come on this show and talk about them. And we love to have you. We love having Mary Angela. Normally, Mary Angela is also a gracious host, because we are normally in Mary Angela's house. Yes. Um, and thank you for not being here today. We're, we're not here because nobody wants to get sick. Nobody That's why my voice sounds so pretty. I sound like Eartha Kit. I don't sound like a smoker. <laughs> so normally we record at Mary Angela's house, but today we're not at Mary Angela's house, but she's still a guest. Yay! Because we love having Hooray! her on so much. Yes. Thank we're, you. Start thank the new year on a great foot, bringing on a great guest. Thank you. I'm excited because I'm really excited to talk to you guys about what I have in store today. It's been something I've been thinking about for a while. And I was like, wow, I wonder when they're going to ask me to be on the show next. And I was like, oh, it'll probably be a while. And then you all were like, hey, do you want? I'm like, yes, I have this topic and I'm ready. Primed it like a month ago. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited. I I remember when I used to be on the ball like that. (laughs) Do you remember that, Stephanie? Like three years ago? What a time. What a time time to be alive. (laughs) What a different world it was oh, back then. We were such very literally. We were such babies. It was yeah. Who who were we back then? Who were those children? I think my name was Stephanie and your name was Sarah. That's how weird it was. Oh, like everything has gotten crazy. <laughs> how uh, how were y'all's holidays? Any memorable fun stories that you want to share on the podcast? Uh. <laughs> that sounds like a big no. Like a big no. This isn't a visual medium, but I wish the listeners could have seen all of our faces. Just like right, they uh, they both just looked like a deer in headlights. It was a strange holiday, you know. A little bit of traveling to see my family, but that was unusual. And we stayed home, and we didn't have our usual gathering where we all got together, and so that seemed weird. And my husband and I went and looked at Christmas lights, but he doesn't get as excited about it as I do. Boo. So that was weird. <laughs> it's just, it's okay. I mean, I watched, I binged a lot of great TV. And if you want to know about that, I can tell you all about it. But I watched a lot of good TV. 
How about you, Stephanie? How's your holiday? Uh, my holiday was great. I went home to North Carolina for the first time in over a decade. Yay. It was the first Christmas I sent with my brother and sister since uh, our mother passed away, which will be 10 years ago this May. So it was a big deal. It was the first time that my partner Val ever met my brother. So that was exciting. Um, and they were both very nervous about how they would be perceived by the other and... That was silly because they're both lovely people. I'm like, I feel like they would get along like two peas in a pod. Yeah. They did. They had a great time. (laughs) And we went around looking at Christmas lights. My sister drove. And we all drove around looking at Christmas lights in Concord, North Carolina. We drove through these very two big fancy neighborhoods where I sent you a picture of the cross streets of yes. Haven Crest Court and Crest Haven. Haven Court. What the hell? <laughs> and I was like, look at this white people bullshit. Someone is not very creative. Uh, it was, what a mess. We saw, so my brother, you know, he's like a handyman. He like works on houses and stuff. And Val's dad is a contractor and Val's brother works with him and they work on houses and stuff. So both of them are very, both my brother and Val are very passionate about architecture and I'm used to riding around with Val and Val will pass a house and be like, oh, this ugly fucking house. I hate the siding that they did with these doors that doesn't match. And those windows, like Val has all kinds of feelings about how houses are put together. And so does my brother. So we were like looking at Christmas lights and both of them were also like, oh, this house, right? And then they would complain about houses together. And it was really adorable. Uh, and we had a great time. And uh, when we opened presents, that was good. Both people... So I haven't, you know, we haven't shared our presents with each other, the three of us yet, but I've already been gifted two tarot decks this Christmas. I won't be upset if I get more. I'm just like really excited. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Diving deep. And yeah, Val uh, really liked the presents they got from my siblings and they cried, which Val is is very in touch with their emotions. Val cries a lot. Don't make it like a big deal. (laughs) Just like Sarah. We cry a lot. We have a lot of feelings. But, right, they were very touched by the gifts that my, my siblings got them. So it was really sweet. I love it that. It was a good Christmas. And um, you played a pretty relevant board game to our last two episodes. I did. We played Donner Dinner Party. Oh. And it was a really good time. Uh, I don't know if the listeners are familiar, but I know you guys are familiar with the board game Secret Hitler. And I would say it's very similar to Secret Hitler, um, but it is a little less complex and like the game moves a little bit faster, but it is super fun. Because I almost, I don't know if you've listened to the episodes, Mary Angela, but I almost bought that game for you for Christmas. (laughs) I did. And I did buy that game for my sister. (laughs) Nice. Nice. See, look at that. Same, same mind. It's on my list. I, I have seen about it, and I thought, oh, this will be fun to own. But I bought a lot of games this Christmas. Did you buy stuff for yourself right before Christmas again? Because we're going to have words. Um, no. I know she got um, Forbidden Sky. I did get okay. Forbidden Sky. That's fine. And I got two new fluxes. So okay, I fine. think we're safe. I think we're safe. Sarah's like, which fluxes? Because <laughs> <laughs> she did that to me. 
Mary yeah. Angela. Oh, I remember. I was so excited for her yeah. gift one year, and this bitch goes out and buys it for herself, what, December 23rd? And didn't yeah. she post it on, like, I Instagram did. or Facebook? I was like, like I that's how that? you found out about it? Put it in our group chat, and I was yeah. like, oh. Was like, this is going to be so fun. And Sarah messaged me privately, like, oh, my This fucking, fucking bitch. <laughs> Yours was the first <laughs> gift I bought that year, too. I bought it. I was like, this is great. This is Mary She was Angela. like, oh, Mary Angela would love this. Got her. <sighs> I, I don't that. do that anymore. I learned that. You just said that you just did that this year. <laughs> but I bought games I knew you wouldn't get me. I knew that like, this is not like, you know I like these games. No, I love it. I just have to give you a hard time. I know. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys want to... Oh, well, Talk about Sarah. some ghosts. It's true, but we didn't hear about your your Christmas. Yeah. Oh, Did my. You, um, you wanted to share, Sarah? I had an eighty degree Christmas, eighty degree Fahrenheit for our listeners who are in Ours Celsius. Was in the seventies, yeah. We were eighty Carolina. eighty degree Christmas, and mm-hmm. maybe it's also because we, the three of us, haven't done our Christmas yet. And for the last five years, we've all spent Christmas together. Together, the three of us, yeah. So that mixed with an 80 degree Christmas, mixed with being back in Texas, it doesn't feel like Christmas has happened for me. Like, it doesn't feel like the holidays have happened. It was nice. It was very good. Charlie met my family, which was, which was nice. It was lovely, but it just didn't totally feel like Christmas. Oh, probably because it was balls Cause hot. Had, yeah, because yeah, it was eighty yeah. degrees. Because no. I was I was sweating quite a bit. Sweating, yeah, sweating, and yeah. But otherwise, it was good. I'm excited and ready to do our holiday together when we do it. You know, when our schedules calm down. Me too, because I bought y'all's presents so long ago. And I mean, I'll take a picture of the table. I have this beautiful display with all your stuff on it. And like I was all like super ready and I've been wanting to give you these presents forever. And you know how hard it is for me to hold on to shit and be like, <laughs> I want to give this to you. And I was just like, damn it. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited, excited about the gifts that I got for y'all too. Yeah. And I know the listeners love hearing all about that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us I know they love listening to us be sad together. <laughs> Listen to how sad our holiday was because we couldn't be with each other. But we're here for you, listener. We're here for you and we're here to make a great show. And that's yeah. our holiday present to you, listeners, with a Z like our show. Yeah. So, hey, Sarah. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Mary hey, Angela. Mary Angela. Hey, hey Leslie, Leslie. this is a full room. <laughs> this room is full. Y'all ready, ready to talk, talk about, about some ghosts? ghosts? Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Mary Angela, are you talking about ghosts? Ooh, not actually ghosts. Um, okay, that's all right. What's not actually a ghost? Is it like right. halfway to a ghost? I mean, love actually, love a, actually ghost. a ghost. That'd be a better movie. Maybe. Come for me, everyone so, who loves that movie. Do it. <laughs> I dare you. I am going to talk about something that happened like over 100 years ago and something that has been kind of, uh, I don't know what the word I want to say about it is, like fairy tale. That's not a word. Um, <laughs> But like has been, ha- has it's become kind of legend and has become sort of fabled. Yes, there we go. That's it. That's nice. I like that. I've always wondered why, like why this particular story sort of captured 
captured people's imaginations and how it ended up becoming a movie for children and how this story gets kind of whitewashed and like the horror of what really happened gets sort of swept under the carpet. Is it Pocahontas? It's not. I'm down with the cold so far. But, but you're, <laughs> you're, you're getting warmer. Um, so it started because, uh, oh, and well, I don't, I won't, I won't spoil it. I won't, I won't tell you my, my big kicker. We'll get to that. Um, so it started on Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving, I went to see a play downtown at the Miriam Theater musical, and it was the first time I had ever seen the musical. I have I have not seen the movie. I mean, I've seen pictures of the movie. Um, I know it's a kids' movie, but I've actually never seen the movie in its entirety. It's not a Disney movie. It's a the whatever company that is that did American Tale. Is that what DreamWorks or something? I don't know. Yeah. They just, I think it was Fox. Okay. Um. Anyway, it's one of those and. I'm sitting here watching this musical, which I should say that this musical version was very colorblind casted, which was impressive because the story is about, you know, Anglican Europeans. Um, And so I was really excited to see that they did not stick to that in this particular production, which was great. But the whole time I'm like, why? Why this story? Because really, this story is horrible. What really happened? And how did it get turned into this kids musical, basically? And I'm, I'm talking on the edge ab- of my seat. Oh, here we go. I'm talking about Anastasia. <gasps> oh, so, I love Anastasia. I, we I know do you do. Love we love, we yeah. love Anastasia in Oh, this it's house. messed up. It's messed up. So for starters, because I haven't seen the movie, could you please just give me the short version real quick of what this, like what the, the, the kids movie you really is about. You've never seen it? I, I've really never seen it. Well, number one, the kids movie is after the fact. So the very beginning of the movie is like the revolution where all the Romanoffs are like rushed out and you assume that they're killed. But But Anastasia gets gets like, she gets like lost in the crowd and like knocked unconscious. Okay. She gets lost because we know Anastasia was lost. And then the narrator tells you like all the Romanoffs were killed off because they were cursed Uh, It's the Romanoff curse. By Rasputin is who cursed them. And which I know all of this is like. (laughs) Not not true. um, Right. Not legit. So the story is then like 10 years later. She has amnesia. She doesn't know who she is because I know it's like she was lost. Um, They found her bones eventually. She was killed. But in the movie. (laughs) She doesn't know who she is. She's Anya, and she's living in an orphanage, and she decides that she is going to, like, go out and find her fortune. Um, and she uh, ha- she wants to go to Paris because she knows that there's something in Paris. Together which, like, in Paris. She's in a Paris. necklace. But then there are people who are trying to hire, like, Anastasia impersonators to try and, like, get the money. And initially she is hired to do that but as the story goes on they realize that even though they did hire her to be like a con Anastasia she really is the real Anastasia and then they take her to meet her grandmother and it's all wonderful and then Rasputin comes back and they fight Rasputin and they kill him and Anastasia decides that rather than like go be a famous like princess and live with her grandma she's gonna run off and not be famous and just live like a normal life with dimitri yep that is the anastasia movie the con that she fell in love with and there's fantastic music yes Yes. and the musical stage version has all that fantastic music plus some new songs that they wrote for it and and i have to say that as fairy tales go it was lovely 
But as I'm watching it, I remember uh, sitting around a table as a kid and listening to my uncle talk about meeting Anna Anderson, who lived in Charlottesville, Virginia, um, who had emigrated to the United States from Germany. Did, was she a person who claimed to be Anastasia? She is the most famous person who has claimed to be Anastasia. That's correct. She's okay. the one that everybody believed pretty much up until 2007. Um, when they all, found the bones. Right. Was Anastasia. And so, she was like, oops. <laughs> well, so that's what I want to talk about. So it's, first of all, you are correct. The fairy tale is not at all what happened it was horrible the whole family was rounded up and told that they were going to have their portrait taken and instead they were executed they were all shuttled into a room and shot to death um and then their bodies were taken out to uh siberia basically on a truck and stop one they had taken anastasia and alexi and attempted to dispose of their bones using sulfuric acid and setting them on fire and that posed to be very problematic in Siberia, apparently. So they abandoned that idea and decided to take the remaining five Romanovs to another place in Siberia and burn them and bury them. And that is why the bones were separated, which is why everybody started to believe that Alexei and Anastasia got away because when they found the they five, couldn't find their bones, yeah. they couldn't find them. So they were like, they must, they must have survived. Um, adding to that situation was that, um, it, uh, several, like, I guess, attendants or people that had been attending to the royal family while they were in house arrest, because prior to being executed, they were in house, under house arrest for like six months or something. They were, it was a while. So prior to that, the servants had known that they were, um, stitching diamonds and jewels into their clothes because what they expected to happen was to be exiled. They expected to be like, you know, exiled out of the country and have to like, you know, go hiking through the mountains and find another country. So in order to have money for wherever it is they landed, they were like, we're going to need some of the jewels and there's no way these people are going to give us any of our jewels. So we're going to stitch them into our clothes. So it was widely known that in their clothing, they had jewelry hidden and um, stitched in. And so the thought was, if anyone survived, it would probably be the smaller children and they could have survived because of hitting money. some, well, no, hitting some of these jewels and ricocheting off, or they were found alive and they bribed the soldier that found them with some of this with the money that was huh. in their, in their clothing. Okay. So be, because Alexi would have been, been like 15 and she would have been like 17. So they were like very close in age, but they were, I think, or maybe I might have that reversed. I'm sorry. I, I didn't look up the specific ages, but anyway, the point is, is they would have, they would have been the younger ones and it would have been, you know, easy for someone hopefully to have mercy on them. The other piece is that people really needed to believe that something that horrific didn't happen to children. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to go, okay, yeah, we didn't find the bones. They survived. They're out there somewhere. That's, you know, that's awesome. Um, Now to back up to the Rasputin piece, I don't know how much you know about Rasputin, but I know we got a big dick. Yeah, apparently that's one of the I things. know 
that when they tried to kill him, like they had to he do would a not lot. die. Yep. Like they stabbed him, they shot him, they poisoned him, they drowned him, yep. they like strangled him. Like they had to kill him like five times. Yes. Isn't that why people believe he has like a pact with the devil? Is because the man would not die. Yeah. I mean, among other things. So yeah, he was kind of mental. He also was, I guess what you'd call a spiritualist. So it was really easy for the people of the time who were very into that era spiritualism, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of buy into what he was peddling. And he was, you know, really pushing this kind of cult, really. <laughs> like, it was really like, you know, here's here's what I believe. Here's how you get to heaven. Here's what you have to do. And to prove it, to pr- prove that I am who I say and that I have these powers, I'm going to cure Alexi. So Alexi had uh, hemophilia, which is a bleeding disorder. And he was very, very sick. Well, he had been taking aspirin. They had been giving him aspirin because he was in a lot of pain. Hemophiliacs are in a lot of pain. And at the time, aspirin's what you took for pain. And Rasputin stopped giving him aspirin. Aspirin is a blood thinner. Which we know now is a blood thinner, yes. And so Alexei got better. And he was like, he's cured! Right. (laughs) And I did this. Right. I did this. I see. I have, I am in good with God and you should follow me and do whatever I say. And so at that point, the royal family gave him carte blanche to like just be in their lives and do whatever he wanted. And he did things like had a lot of sex with like servants and something. He was like, you said whatever I wanted. And yes. Some, something <laughs> the older daughters of the Romanov family. And I think, um, they think it's he good held, to be the King's best friend. Yeah. Like, just pretty despicable stuff. So it didn't take long for people to start being like, whoa, I think something's super wrong with this dude. Aside from the fact that he doesn't bathe, that was another thing. The man never bathes. Like, gross. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Just side note. Anyway. You've, you've got to watch the cartoon. Right. <laughs> you do. You really do. It's Christopher Lloyd. He's incredible. And he has a little bat sidekick. That I just will mm-hmm. add right it to out my there, list. Sir. Tank area. <laughs> I will. I will add it to my list. It's it's good. It's, it's fun. fun. I don't want to inter- I don't want to interrupt. Keep going. Keep going. So, you know, after a while, people are just like, yeah, like what the heck? This is you know, we have to put a stop to this. And they kept trying to like bring it to the attention of the czar and the czarina, and they were just like, no, 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 he saved our son. You know, yes, he's eccentric, but like you know, we owe him everything, and he can do whatever he wants. And he's I, eccentric. And I and I really think that was kind of the nail in the coffin for them, where where the people were just like, these people gotta go. They crazy. They can't even see that this man under their own roof is a lunatic and is terrible and you know shouldn't be listened to. They clearly can't lead our country. We're all starving because they were all you know struggling after World War One. It was you know awful. So I feel like that that really did fuel it. And yes, then they tried to assassinate him. Rasputin, and they started with poison. So poison was the first step. He ate a lot of arsenic and nothing happened to him. He drank arsenic. They put it in his drinks. They put it in his food. He had a whole meal laced with arsenics. Nothing. Perfectly fine. Nothing. Right. So then they were like, okay, well now, yeah, we're going to stab you. And they stabbed him, thought he was dead, went over to get him and he like attacks him and then takes off running. And they're like, oh, well now we got to shoot him. So you know, and then they shot him and they threw him into the water. Like they threw his body into the bridge and they found when they did an autopsy on him, water in his lungs, which 
he had drowned means that he, which means he was wasn't dead, quite dead when, yet, after like, stabbing and shooting. Good lord. Like, holy cow. So, I'll put that box in a man. box. I'll put that box in another box. And then I'll yeah. smash it with a hammer. With a hammer. <laughs> and then he gets up and he walks away. <laughs> right. So, I can see, you know, how his, like, you know, and the legends came to be. Like, you know, how why people think what they think about him. Um, I really hope after each time that they failed, he just walked away like flipping the bird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> suck it. Nice try, fools. <laughs> try something better next time. So <laughs> now we get to Anna Anderson. Okay. So Anna Anderson is about the same age as Anastasia. And she is found in an asylum in Germany. And she has a lot of scars all over her back, all over her body. She wakes up and doesn't remember how she got there, how the scars got there, who she is. And because of that, and she has no family that, you know, she can recall. And because of that, they basically let her stay at this institution, this asylum. And after a few months to a year or something, she's there. Another person is, I guess, committed there. And she recognizes her. And she immediately bows to her and says... I know who you are. You are the Grand Duchess Anastasia Romanoff. And she says, oh no, like that, that can't be. And she's like, no, I know because my mother worked for the Romanovs and I remember being a child and I remember seeing you. You look just like her. You, you definitely are her. And she started asking her things that Anastasia would only know. And it's just like the movie. Yes. Tracks Anna, with the movie Anna, so far. <laughs> Anna seemed to know like answers to things that, you know, shouldn't shouldn't have been known so she starts to believe it herself obviously she's like wow well maybe yeah maybe i am so they say immediately okay well we need to get you with other family members we need to get you to another part of germany you need to meet with the surviving family members you need to see you gotta meet with grandma you gotta meet with cousin sophie so what's really interesting is the family was split right down the middle Half of the family recognized her. Half of the family was like, you are her. Absolutely, you are her. And the other half of the family was like, "It's you're very similar. But they kept talking about how Anastasia had this this sort of um, playfulness spirit to her. And this kind of personality that was, you know, very, like she liked to play jokes. And she liked to be a little mischievous. And that was missing. And the side of the family that believed it was her was like, well, yeah, but she's been through like a lot. And also she doesn't remember anything. So come on, like cut the girl a break. She might be a little different. Right. And the other side of the family is like, no, like it's a feeling. It's a, it's a something. We were very close to her. We know her, you know, we don't. So it was this very yin and yang and this, you know, she went to court and, you know, to try and get some of the inheritance. She didn't want all the inheritance, but she she did want some of it because it would help her go start a new life for herself. And in the end, the, the court in Germany decided that there wasn't enough evidence to prove that she was her. So she was basically denied that. And so she emigrated to the United States. And it was there that she met a professor at UVA. I should have written down his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> but she married him. And she spent out the rest of her life in Charlottesville, Virginia. How (laughs) weird is that? (laughs) Like, that would be the place she landed. But anyway, she was there. And it was there that my uncle met her in the 60s. 
Because what she did was she lectured and she talked because she never let go of her story. She went to her grave believing, believing that she was Anastasia. That she was the Grand Duchess Anastasia. Yes. Did she die before they found the remains? Yes, oh. she did. So she died in the 90s and she went to her grave thinking that, that it was her. And my uncle talks about meeting with her and talking with her about, you know, why why she believed that and, and things that she remembered from being a child. And he found it fascinating and he really genuinely believed it was it was her. And so there's a couple theories, right? Some people are just like, oh, well, this woman was just like a master manipulator, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, uh, I, I get the impression that like maybe it was – you know, she she needed something to believe in. Just like people needed to believe that she was still alive, that something this horrible couldn't have happened. It was the same thing that sort of fueled her. She didn't have a memory of who she was. She was covered in scars. These people recognized her. Half the family says it's her. The other half of the family says it's not. She's just, you know, she doesn't have anything else to believe. So she's, you know, I, I don't think it came from a place of maliciousness. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. So I, I think that's, definitely you know what what happened and my uncle often talked about how fascinating it was to spend time in her presence and how he really felt he had been in the presence of royalty and you know historic royalty of russia etc now fast forward to the 90s and she dies and we get into the early 2000s and they find the bodies they find the bones um, yeah the bones of the two others and through dna testing they're like yep this is anastasia and this is so they're like, we really want to know who Anna was, who Anna Anderson was. So they um, get permission to do a DNA test on her. And her story, her true story, is makes perfect sense for what happened to her and why she clung to being Anastasia versus being who she really was. So she was a Polish factory worker who had been in a factory that had blown up. There, It's hazy. It was either a bomb or a grenade. Something went off in this Polish factory. And it killed her husband and her parents and her siblings all in front of her. And she was the only one that survived. This is why she was covered in scars. This is why she had no memory. It was all very dramatic. It took them days to find her. She was found alive after they were like clearing the rubble of this place. Then she was taken to a hospital where she was left to recover. When she woke up, she didn't know who she was. So that's when they put her in the institution because they were like, you don't know. Very traumatic experience. Then she spends, you know, six months to a year in this institution, not knowing who she is, feeling really awful. When they finally released her, I think she had tried to kill herself. So they brought her back. That's how she sort of ended up back there. And that's when she met the woman who was like, I know who you are. This story, right, is a much better one than this life that she obviously felt was happening or, you know, knew something. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird how, how trauma works that way, right? You shove it down into places and so she couldn't remember it, but she knew something awful had happened and she couldn't remember who she was. And it was, you know, like I remember my whole family died of something really horrible and I'm the only one left. Maybe that means I'm Anastasia. Like her brain connected the dots in that way. Right. Right. And so that's when I was like, yeah, no, of course, because this is a much happier story to believe than what genuinely happened to her. But yeah, so that's, that was her story. She was not the grand duchess Anastasia, but she was, a Polish factory worker who lost her whole family in a very tragic accident. Um, but she lived out her life thinking she was and so getting this kind of better. Yeah. I and, and she, 
She had a happy marriage. She did. She, she well. She did get to fall in love and have you know, have a nice life and live out her days, lecturing and talking to people. And is know. that what they mean when they say like you manifest like what you want? <laughs> like is that it? Did she do that? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, She's like, I want to be a princess. I'm a fucking princess. But this. She's like, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Not the job you- <laughs> And and I was just she's so like, fascinated like by this story because, again, as you all just proved my point, people love this freaking movie. <laughs> they think that story is so wonderful and awesome. And I'm like, this story is the darkest story ever in real life. So I did love the, the musical. The dark. I will say that I, I like the, the music. The movie is dark. That's why I liked it. The same as, like, I like Hunchback of Notre Dame because they're very, like, that's not a kid's book. Like, it's very messed up. And I like that because it was, like, these dark, like, goth themes to me as a as a younger person. But also, the music from Anastasia is fire. Slaps. Like, yeah. The music is so, so good. And ultimately, in the end, she is the one that, like, saves the day, not her boyfriend. Right. And I liked all those things about it. I always that's I was always drawn to it, and it has it has a stellar cast. It's Meg Ryan who doesn't do her own singing, John Cusack who doesn't do his own singing, <laughs> but Kelsey Grammer is there, oh. Bernadette Peters. Um, oh my God, what is her face? Angela Lansbury. Oh wow, all right. It is a fire cast. Angela Lansbury is the grandma. Yeah, I figured I was going to say is she the grandma. I mean, the stage version yeah, was a, was her little French a beautiful representation of that. Like, it was really lovely to watch. There were gorgeous costumes. The sets were really fun. I know they had that Once Upon a December yes. with the dancing ghosts. Yes. Yeah. The it song was, is so beautiful. good. Yeah. See, <laughs> so, yeah, that's her in the, like, in the castle where she's like, I remember things. Not de- I remember dancing bears, painted wings. That's the song. Yeah. That's yeah. how the song goes. <laughs> Things I almost remember. I look so, like that little girl in that picture up on that wall. That must be me. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I guess that could be me. We both have red hair. She's scrappy. My only qualm with that movie the is hair. the hair. You never know what her actual hair length is. What is her actual hair Every length? Every scene, her hair is a different length. Like, the majority of the, the movie, her hair is like Bob. this length and little half pony. Okay. Like, it is Bob length, half pony. And then she goes and she gets in a dress and she comes out with down a to her butt, like halfway down her back. And you're like, what? No. <laughs> right. Do they have hair extensions? Yeah, that is the worst part of that movie easily is the uh, yeah. just lack of continuity between her haircuts. And it's yeah. not even like a movie. Like, they had to draw There's a these. whole song where they're like teaching her things to remember. And there's a part where <laughs> she's like, and I recall his yellow cat. And they're like, I, I don't believe we told her that. Because <laughs> she just starts remembering things that they didn't tell her about. Yeah, I mean. And it's like, oh shit, she really is Anastasia. That The, the stage version is incredibly representational of that film. Minus the darkness. Because I did not take away dark from the stage version. Like at all. I wouldn't call it Oof. dark. The movie's dark. There's this whole nightmare scene on a boat where, like, <laughs> it's so scary. It is scary. Where, like, the... Because Rasputin, you know, she's cursed. These, like, demons come to get her, and she's having a dream, and she, like, goes out, and the boat... She's on a boat. It's in a storm. Like, it's horrible it's out. of course. And she goes to the edge of the boat, <laughs> and she's gonna dive into the ocean and die, 
And in her dream, it's like her family is like all swimming in the water and they're like, come jump in the water, Anna. Anya, come get in the water. Like they're all like laughing. And then the, the reality is it's like these scary demons like jump. <laughs> like trying to get her to jump in the, in the ocean. They kind of look like gremlins. Like they're scary. They're terrifying. They're so scary. But Rasputin is a legitimately terrifying Well, he's villain. dead. He's very scary. So he's dead to begin with. Like in the movie, he's just like the Marleys. There is he's uh he's in the underworld and like he's dead and trying to come back and made that and deal kill with her. the devils yes. to curse the. Romanoff. So fun fact: he's not in the stage musical at all. At, at all? all, the character is not in the stage musical at all. Nope. So is it literally just they're trying to find? They're trying to find an Anastasia impersonator, and they find her, and it's really her, but she falls in love and doesn't do it. And they just- Right, and she's trying to get to Paris to see her grandmother. The grandmother is in it. Yes. Yep. But they just completely wrote out Rasputin. They completely wrote out- Wild. Yep. That's like the main conflict of the movie. (laughs) No, instead they're like the people in her family that don't believe she's really her. There's like a a duke that, you know- he sings a song about how, like, he would love for it to be her, but he knows it's not. And, you know, he has a, a song they wrote for him. Yeah. In in the movie, literally, her only remaining family is the grandma. Like, that's the only person they have to convince. But the grandma is like, I have seen so many fake Anastasias. Like, I don't want to yeah. see another Anastasia. Yeah. Like, that's the trouble they have, like, getting to be seen. That, yeah. And, like, if you see her, you'll know she's real. And she's like... Girl, I've seen the best actors from all over the world. I can't I've even. seen enough Anastasia. I can't even look at her picture Let anymore. <laughs> Let me turn it over real quick. So what's interesting is in real life, the grandmother was one of the people who believed Anna Anderson was legit. Aww. Yep. Well, and then that's what, right. When she soothing. finally does meet her, she is like this is her. Like, yeah. you're really my granddaughter. And they have a whole moment together and it's very sweet. Yeah. And then they're going to have a big party and a coronation. And then she gets distracted by Rasputin again. And there's a whole big scary scene there. And then she wins. And then she's like, you know what, Grandma? I love you so much and it was wonderful to meet you. But I'm going to go run off with Dimitri and live a normal life because I'm not I don't want this. this. <laughs> yeah. I don't want this. Which is ultimately... Ugh. I can't what... wait to watch it with you, Mary. I know, I can't believe you've never party. seen it. I mean, where is it streaming somewhere? I it's mean... on Disney. She's a Disney princess it's now. It's on Disney oh. Plus now. Because it was not officially a Disney movie. And I liked it more than a lot of other Disney movies. And then when it finally... When Fox got bought by Disney in the last couple of years, I was like, finally, Anastasia is a real Disney princess. She's a Disney princess. <laughs> She's earned it. Awesome. Well, then, yeah, let's definitely she's watch great. it when you guys come over. I would be very interested. We will, because in she is a big ball of sass, because she's Meg Ryan, right. so she's super sassy. Sure. It's good. And she, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. She's like, don't talk about my hair length. And you're like, never mind, I won't. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll willingly <laughs> suspend disbelief. Awesome. Well, that was it. I'm so glad I got to talk to you all about this, because I wanted to, because I knew you guys were fans of the story, and I was like, the whole time I was just you know it. horrified, and the more more research I did into the story, I was like, how is this a fairy tale? Like, how is this? Because they I get threw it. a love interest it. in there, yeah, that's I get why. It. Yeah, I get it. We won't go super deep in it, but also, yeah, like I said, Hunchback of Notre Dame, not kid-friendly, but the Disney movie is great. Um, and then the other one is Hercules, like the Disney Hercules, and then the actual like Greek mythology of Hercules. Yeah. 
It's nowhere near, because that is so fucked up. All of Greek mythology is fucked. <laughs> and the Disney Hercules, like, it's a good time, but, like, a lot of it is totally wrong. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. <laughs> but it makes a good movie. That's Disney, y'all. It's a different medium. Sure. It's of a course, great movie. Of course. Oh, my God. I can't wait to watch Anastasia with you. Yeah. We're going to have a great time. I love awesome. that. Look forward to it. Well, Mary Angela, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on our show today. Absolutely. Thank my you. pleasure. Thanks for having me. And to all of our listeners, happy new, happy new year. year. Thank you for listening to us. You can support our podcast through a variety of ways. You can go to our Patreon and subscribe there. You can email us at deadtimestories at gmail.com. And of course, you can give us a five-star review on iTunes or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. That's the best way you can help us. And it costs zero money. I will say Spotify just up, uh, updated their platform to allow leaving reviews on things so jump onto spotify i don't know about y'all that's how i listen to all my podcasts is spotify so jump onto spotify give us a five-star review give us a review y'all please i love it i'm stephanie i'm sarah and i'm mary angela and And this this has been been dead time stories thank you for listening Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 